The Your Safe Space podcast is recorded on Wurundjeri land. This podcast acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome to Your Safe Space, the podcast. I'm your host, Adele Marie, and this podcast is here for you. It is a safe space for us to catch up each week to discuss anything and everything. And on today's show, we are doing another AMA on air. Happy Friday, everyone. How are you going? I hope you all had a good Valentine's Day, or I hope you had a good non-Valentine's Day, whatever it is that you did. We are back for another Ask Me Anything. That's what AMA stands for. If you are new here, I do this every Friday, and basically it's a straight rip from my Monday night Instagram, ask me anything. I usually put up a question box every Monday night. I answer your questions and I give you guys my hot take. Now, these episodes are my favorite because they are juicy. They are jam-packed there to the point they're short, sharp and sweet and I feel like we get through quite a bit so I'm very keen to get into it today. As always this podcast is not a substitute for therapy or professional help. If you need that please check the show notes. Now without any further waiting let's get into the questions. Question number one, what are your tips to survive a long distance relationship? Now I was a little bit hesitant to put this into the podcast episode because I have never actually been in a long distance relationship but I feel like we have plenty of community members who are part of of that long distance relationship community because I get asked this question so fucking much. And I thought I'm going to put it in. I'll give my take. My take is based on a bit of self-development, self-awareness, psychology. And then I also want to invite you into the Facebook community. If you are in a long distance relationship and for the post for this episode, come and leave any other tips that I may leave out. Okay. Because I'm obviously not in one. I don't have lived experience. And so I can't relate exactly, but I feel like, I feel like I have some good tips. And so I'm going to give them to you anyway. Tip number one is having an end date or an end game for the long distance and also making sure that you are aligned with your values and with your goals from the relationship. Now, I know in not every relationship you're going to know what the end date is for the long distance. A lot of the time people may have to enter into a long distance relationship for work or for travel or for family or for some other reason. And a lot of the times we might know and a lot of the other times we might not know when that end date will be. For me, I think knowing where the light at the end of the tunnel is does give you some relief and knowing that it's temporary also would give you some relief as well, even if it's not super temporary, at least knowing when you could expect to end the long distance could bring you some comfort. On that, I think it's really important to know that you are both on the same page and both being very clear with each other about what you expect from the long distance, about how you will interact with each other from the long distance, about what the end vision is. Is the plan that one of you end up moving at the end? Is the plan that they end up moving back and then you get married and the relationship goes from there? Making sure that you're on the same page can also help you navigate that long distance better as well. I will say if your long distance relationship doesn't have an end game and you don't know what the end game is, making sure that your values and goals are aligned is still good enough. And I feel like you should always make sure that your values and goals are aligned anyway with the person that you're in a relationship with. But don't stress if you don't know the end date. Don't stress if you don't know the end game. I've got some more tips that might be able to help you as well. My tip number two is to make sure that you stay connected. And I don't mean just making sure that you have regular calls and things like that. I mean, actually knowing each other's schedules, using technology, texting, social media, FaceTimes to keep that line of communication flowing. I think 
especially in a long distance relationship, consistent communication and regular communication will keep the relationship afloat. Now, I know for our listeners in long distance relationships, you obviously don't have the luxury of seeing your partner face to face. And that is where staying connected goes a long way. And I feel like if anything, now is a better time to be in a long distance relationship versus say 50, 60 years ago when you had to write letters to each other or sometimes you would go months, weeks or years without speaking. And so that leads into my third tip, which is to make sure you schedule in dates. Now, regular dates are very important in any relationship. All of these tips could actually be applied to regular relationships. But if you are in a long distance relationship, regular dates are vital. One of my friends is in a long distance relationship. And what I love that they do is they do virtual date nights. Now, it's not just let's catch up and schedule in half an hour to chat to each other. No, it's actually ordering food together. Sometimes they order the same food on Uber Eats or sometimes they cook dinner together or cook a meal together. Obviously, depending on where your time zone is, that might have an impact on what you can eat or what you can cook. But something like watching a movie together and even finding a way to be intimate together over that distance can help you keep the relationship alive as well. And then if you can, it also looks like scheduling in real life dates. Now, again, I don't know if your long distance is state separating you or if it's countries separating you. And I know that for some people, if you're living in different countries to your partner, it might be really hard to book a plane ticket because it's expensive. But I still think having something like that to look forward to can bring you some peace as well. And I'll say if you're interstate, maybe it looks like taking turns at visiting each other. Maybe it looks like booking in a real date in three months time or six months time, doing it quarterly so that you have something to look forward to as well. Again, everyone's long distance relationship is going to be different. So I want you guys to really figure out what works best for you and your relationship dynamic. Tip number four, which probably could be like the main tip for for all relationships, but for long distance as well, is communication. I think it is the key in every single relationship. I come on this podcast and I tell you guys, communication, clear communication goes a long, long, long way, whether it's with friends or relationships, but especially in long distance relationships. And even in my research for this episode, studies show that long distance couples may actually be more satisfied with their communication than geographically close couples. And I think that is because you make more effort when it comes to communication. You make more effort in being clear with your communication, in being direct with your communication. On that, I don't know what communication is best for you in your long distance relationship, but maybe it looks like a daily catch up. Maybe it's being more deliberate with your words. I heard this phrase on TikTok and it was by, I think his name is Dr. Jeff. I think he's he's a psychologist on TikTok. I can't remember. His name is eluding me at the moment, but he talks about over-communication in relationships and how it is so important and not a red flag. Like over-communicate what you're thinking, over-communicate what you're feeling, over-communicate so your partner understands. So there's no opportunity for it to be very vague and for your partner to also feel neglected in that sense too. And by doing that, that is how you actually build intimacy and build trust in the relationship. This also goes for the small details of your day. What are they watching on TV at the moment? What podcast are they listening to? Do you tell them about your safe space? How is their work going? Who's their work bestie? Who are they having lunch with? What is their favorite meal at the moment? What is going on at work? All these tiny details in long distance relationships do become important. It helps your partner paint out a picture of what your day looks like. It helps you paint out a picture of what their day looks like and it helps you stay connected as well. And just on that, there is obviously a slight balance there where I don't want to promote codependency, 
And I will say in long distance relationships, I feel like there is a exception to the rule where that frequent communication is still balanced with your independence. But I do think that communication is obviously at a level which is more intense than what a geographically close couple would be. So making sure that you are just still balancing that and still practicing your independence as well. And then tip number five is to practice gratitude. Now, long distance relationships aren't ideal, but there is still so much for you to focus on in regards to what you do have versus what you don't. For me, obviously, I've never been in one. But when I think about if I was in a long distance relationship, what would I be grateful for? I would be grateful for the fact that I had a partner who loved me and who was willing to commit and who was willing to try despite the distance. I would be grateful for the fact that I found my person. I would be grateful for the fact that I could still have my independence. Sometimes I think to myself, oh, I could do a long distance relationship because then I can still have my me time. And then I think that's my avoidance talking and not really wanting to be in a long distance relationship. There's also that age old saying, Distance makes the heart grow fonder. I don't think that's a lie. I think that's legit. But you guys have someone to look forward to. You have space for your own life. Also, your communication skills are going to be a fucking plus at the end of it as well because you're practicing every day in your relationship. And time will also become so precious to you because you will know what it's like when you are with them and you will never, ever take it for granted. And it will be even more special when you are reunited. But good luck to my long distance listeners. I hope that some of these tips were useful. As I said, come in the Facebook group if you're in one. Share with us your long distance relationship hacks. Question number two, how do I stay focused while working from home? And I really want to put this in here because I feel like I'm a seasoned professional at work from home life. I did work from home in my last job. So for some of you playing along, you may not know, I was a business development manager up until September 2021. I quit that job to do this podcast. But before that, and even before COVID, I used to work from home. I had a company car. My job would be driving to see clients or driving to job sites. So it didn't really make sense for me to go into the office. It wasn't compulsory either for me to go into the office. And so I had a lot of flexibility, a lot of autonomy in that role. Obviously, pre-COVID, I felt like I had a very good balance between working from home, working on either site or in a client's office or sometimes going into the office. But COVID completely fucked that up for me because I went from still having like human interaction to not having any human interaction. And so I feel like I really nailed down the work from home situation during COVID in 2020. And I still apply the same techniques now because I work for myself and I work at home. And most of the time, there's not a team or if I'm communicating with anyone in my team, it's my manager, M or my editor, Sam. And so we're always virtual. We're never really in an office. We don't work in the same office. M's in Sydney. I'm in Melbourne. Sam lives quite far away from me. And so I have nailed working from home and I'm going to give you my top five tips. And also, if you have any work from home tips, come in the Facebook group. I've said that three times. I'm so sorry, but just come in the Facebook group. Tip number one, you need to have a clear start and end of the day. You guys would see this. I do the same fucking thing every morning and every night, but finding a routine that works for you. For me, I like to have a shower in the morning. I also like to get changed to signify that I am working and I've changed the outfit. I have had a few days in the last week where I've like stayed in my activewear after the gym and then worked during the day. I don't know if I love that. Sometimes it works if I want to do like another afternoon walk or something like that, but maybe it even looks like doing a little walk after work. You just need to do something that signifies the start and end so your brain can see that, hey, I'm not working anymore. We can switch off. We can start to relax for the day or we can switch on and get ready for the day. 
Tip number two is having great boundaries. And there will be a boundaries episode soon whenever you guys vote for it. Again, you can vote for it in the Facebook group, but having good boundaries between work and life. The number one way you can do this is having a separate office space in an area where you don't sleep, where you don't eat, where you don't relax. Now, Again, I don't do this because my office is in my fucking room. It's purely for the fact that my mum also works from home and she works from home at the front of the house. And it just doesn't make sense for me to work any closer to her because then we annoy each other. She's in meetings. I'm in meetings. I'm talking. I don't shut up and I don't want to distract her and vice versa. This also looks like sticking to your work hours. I feel like at the start of COVID, I really started working at like 8am some mornings and then finishing at like 7pm. No, don't fucking do that, guys. Keep your regular work hours. You're not getting an extra medal or getting paid overtime for doing extra time before or after your work, especially if you're working in nine to five. This also looks like taking your breaks take your breaks. You also don't get a medal for not taking your lunch break. The other way that you need to practice boundaries in this setting is with the people that you live with. The line can become very blurred between work and home. So you need to articulate it to the people that you live with that you are at work. Just because you're at home doesn't mean you're not working. And I have this conversation continually with my dad because he'll come home and he works a very physical, laborious job. And mum and I have been at home all day working. And he seems to think that we haven't been working because we've been at home and it's a different type of work that mum does that I do that he does but there's definitely a mental element of us all having worked dad just works more physical but he has still difficulties to this day understanding that while we're at home just because we're at home doesn't mean that we're not working because he'll book like trades to come to the house or things to be delivered or stuff to be dropped off or he'll want us to do stuff during the day for him I'm like mate we're working like We've got shit to do. Love you, dad. Not that he listens to this podcast. And then tip number three is to make sure you invest in good quality equipment, whether that is an office chair, a desk, a monitor, having good quality equipment, especially if you are sitting in it for seven and a half hours during the day is so important. Most workplaces should also have an ergonomics test or checklist for you. All of my old workplaces when I work from home had that. You can also find a checklist just on Google if you would like, but that's making sure that your desk is at the right height, your monitor's at the right height, your chairs are good quality, things like that. Because as I said, you're sitting in this desk, you're sitting in this space for a significant period of time. You want to make sure you're feeling good and not feeling worse for it. And then tip number four is having a schedule that works for you. So you guys would notice I keep a pretty set structure. I am a I'm a habits person. I'm a structure person. I treat it like I am in the office when I am at my desk. I try to stay very focused and I also try to time block and I use my Google calendar for this, but I structure my day like that because it works for me. Obviously working for myself, I have the luxury of setting certain tasks at certain times. So I will typically always do emails in the afternoon because that's when I'm low energy. If I have to film content, I will film it at the start of the day because that's when I'm high energy. If I have to edit, I will do that just before lunchtime because I say to myself, once you're done editing, you can have your lunch as your reward. And that's kind of how it works best for me. If you have that autonomy in your work from home job, then use it. Time block according to your productivity. Time block according to whatever tasks you have to do. And if you need to use a Google Calendar, do that. If you need to use a hard copy calendar, you can do that as well. Have a little checklist and structure your day like that. And then my last tip is number five, move around. Whether that is moving your desk or having a few locations that you can work from, 
do that. Even getting up and taking your lunch break. You guys will never, ever see me eating at my desk. Aside from having a couple of Ferrero Rochers or like chocolate breaks at my desk, I don't eat a whole ass meal at my desk. No breakfast at my desk, no lunch at my desk. You know why? Because that's when I'm working and I want to enjoy my meal, be mindful while I'm eating. And so eating away from your desk is a great tip. And then getting up every like hour or so just to stretch your legs. No one is meant to sit still for eight hours, guys. No one. It's not good for you either. So just moving around, making sure that if you want to stretch your arms up, I'm doing it on YouTube at the moment, or stretch your legs up, just like that, I did get up. Even having a dance break, and if you have the luxury, even having a walk break. Sometimes I just go out and walk around the block. It's five minutes to walk around my block. Obviously, I don't have a boss that I have to report to. I tell myself I can do that. So if you need to do that, do that for yourself as well. But good luck. Work from home can be a challenge if you haven't done it before. Work from home can also really make you efficient and make you more productive. So go easy on yourself. You're doing your best. And hopefully those tips can help you out. And then I'm jumping into my last question. We are only doing three today. Sorry, guys, I am looking at the time. We're already at about the 19 minute mark and I want to keep these episodes short and sharp. So this question was very vague, but I wanted to put it in. I'm 21, currently living with my boyfriend and I want to move back home. And that's all the person wrote. There was no second question, no emojis, no further context. But this question didn't have much context for me to work with, but I still wanted to put it in here. I felt very cold to put it in here because I feel like a lot of us, and I always get questions like this. There are questions like, I'm in this circumstance, I don't want to be in it. Whether it's your job, your relationship, your living situation, your friendship group, the party, whatever. If you don't like the situation you are in, you can change it. And I know it can be really hard to want to prioritize yourself and put yourself first in that setting because you might be disappointing other people around you. But I've talked about this many times before. When you don't do something that you want to do, you're almost sabotaging yourself and you're almost telling yourself what you want is not important. And that's a really dangerous line to cross because what you want and your true need is important. And if you know that you want to move back home in this question, this girl, move back home, move back home. If that's what you really want to do, move back home. Sure, it might upset some people. Sure, it might fuck up the status quo. People will work it out. The status quo will go back. The situation will settle. The situation will subside. You're allowed to resign from your job, guys. You're allowed to break up with your partner if you want. You're allowed to change your living situation if it's not serving you. You're allowed to cut off friends if it's not serving you. You're allowed to leave the party early if you can't be fucked with everybody. I just wanted to put this in here as a sign to anybody who needs it. Leave the things that do not serve you. You can change your mind and you can change your pathway at any freaking point. I would love for this person to come into the Facebook group or to even DM me or to send me another question in the AMA and tell me if you have moved home. I think you asked this question last week. Every Monday, I keep all the questions that get asked. And so I have a whole list to choose from. And so I think this person asked last week, but I would love to know if you've moved back home. I hope that you have. I think it's a really beautiful thing to know when you want to do something. Some people struggle in life because they feel confused or they feel lost. You actually know what you want to do. Put into action a way that you can do that. And I will also say, go back and listen to the last episode on manifestation because that will teach you how to take action in your life and how to actually put that into play and then make 
make some moves so that you can start creating the life that you want. But guys, I am going to wrap it here. I'm so sorry. We didn't get to the other question. I will answer that in the next AMA episode. As I said, I like to keep these short, sharp and sweet. I hope that you have a wonderful Friday. I hope that you're you're getting ready for something fun while listening to this episode. What am I doing this weekend? I'm not sure yet. I hope it's I hope it's good weather, but I live in Melbourne, so that's that's wishful thinking. But have a great weekend. Do something fun for yourself, do something kind for yourself, or do something relaxing for yourself. If you are not already, guys, follow us on Instagram. You know the drill. Follow your safe space pod and follow me, Adele Marie, if you haven't please join our Facebook group, your safe space podcast community, leave a review on Apple, leave me a rating on Spotify. If you haven't guys, I love you so much. I will see you next time. Be good to each other. Be good to yourselves. Bye. Love you.